coming up. So I want to ask you, since we're comparing this resurrection to the pandemic, pre-pandemic, who were you depending on to tell folks about Christ? <laughs> what, what kept your mouth shut? And I want to ask you the follow-up question, post-pandemic, are you going to be like the disciples and get and heed the command? And we're going to talk more about this later. Heed the command from Christ to tell everybody. Because we certainly got something to tell, right? Are we, are we, we certainly got something to tell. <laughs> if you made it through. You made it through. You made it through this pandemic. You, yeah. you, you should. You got something to testify yeah. about. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, what will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the third message in the series, Tell Somebody About Jesus Christ, Part 1. So let's get into our message for today. Write this down. Now that we are moving from significant death to significant life, what now? I know we've been writing this for some weeks now, but I, I wanted to keep it on the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we've been reading this one. want to keep that on the forefront of our minds because, as we've said, we are comparing the resurrection to our what now for post-pandemic. We're comparing post-resurrection to post-pandemic to see what we can learn from resurrect post-resurrection to know what our what now should look like. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And we've already said, but this is something we should do all the time is trust in the Lord and lean not to our own understanding. So what we're looking for is some specifics, but that's a general. We should always be doing that. And so, uh, again, we're looking at uh, the, the, the activities of others, the disciples and other figures post pandemic to glean some nuggets on see how we should respond in our post-resurrection that is to see how we should respond in post-pandemic yes all right and i want to reiterate again that the resurrection speaks to every area of your life there is nothing going on in your life that the resurrection doesn't have something to say about Mm -hmm. because the resurrection screams victory it screams victory and victory because of the power of god And so the resurrection calls us to rise up, to rise, to rise, to rise in every area of our life, every area, every area of our life. And so it speaks to every area of our life. Amen. Be on your paper. Write this down. Um, 
from the perspective of the disciples, what now? So we're going to be using the disciples as a case study to see what our what now look like. Mm-hmm. And, and we also we also going to look at ourselves as a case study mm-hmm. to see what our what now should look like. Mm-hmm. But the disciples. Yeah. Number one, going back to normal is not an appropriate option. Going back to normal is not an, an appropriate option. I know we said this before, (laughs) uh, but um, I want to always remind us of it and then look at it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do that today as we look at the disciples um, and why normal is not an appropriate option. Matthew 16, 20 and 21 says, then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. All right, stop the presses. Stop the presses. I got a pause right here. (laughs) All right. You hear what Jesus did? This is Jesus speaking. Mm -hmm. The text is speaking about what Jesus said. It says Jesus ordered the disciples not to tell people he was the Messiah. Yeah. I want you to let that sink in for a little bit. Okay. All right. And to give you some context, this was after he had asked them, who do men say I am? Mm-hmm. And then they told him that some say John the Baptist, some say one of the prophets, you know, and uh, they, they kept all these uh, good, all these things they were saying. And then he said, well, who do you say I am? Right. And then uh, Peter says, you are you are the you are the Christ, the Son of, of the Living God. And then Jesus tells Peter that you know uh, uh, the Father of the Father above revealed that to you. And then Jesus goes on to say, uh, you know, upon this rock I'll you know I'll build my church. Gates of hell shall not prevail. On and on, right? All right. <laughs> and then. Jesus tells them, he ordered them not Mm. to tell anyone he was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully now you can see very clearly that pre-resurrection, normal, what was normal before the resurrection for the disciples Mm -hmm. is not an appropriate option post-resurrection. Because right. before the resurrection, Jesus ordered them not to tell anybody he was the Messiah. Right. right. And then post-resurrection, we've already seen, mm-hmm. he tells them to tell everybody, tell everybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's the Messiah. Right. That is a 180 degree shift. Right. So for many reasons, and this is another reason. Why for the disciples Mm -hmm. going back to normal before resurrection Mm -hmm. is not an appropriate option. This is an extreme reason why it was not appropriate for them to go back to normal before resurrection. Amen. Because they had received this order from the Lord. Right. And the order completely changed from no one to everyone. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody. That's That's right. That's what it says. I'm the Messiah. And we're going to talk more about that later. Yeah. But we got to get this in the spirit. And so 
Um, the text reads on. It says, verse 21, Matthew 16. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day day and, and be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So you see here, while Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone he's the Messiah, He's telling them the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving them the elements of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, his own death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. He's telling them about it. And he's, he did that on several occasions. Not only did he tell his disciples about it, he told others about it too. Mm -hmm. If you remember, he, he told the, those, those naysayers, mm -hmm. um, you destroy this temple, I'll rebuild it in three days. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he was promoting the gospel, mm -hmm. but he told them, don't tell nobody I'm the Messiah. See, before the resurrection, mm -hmm. the disciples were dependent on others to be witnesses of the gospel. Namely, Christ was one. And then the prophets, because the scripture had told about the gospel prior to Christ even coming. So the disciples were depending on others to tell the gospel before, before the resurrection. Right. But post-resurrection, it was completely different. So I want to ask you, since we're comparing this resurrection to the pandemic, mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, who were you depending on? <laughs> to tell folks about Christ. <laughs> what, what kept your mouth shut? <laughs> All right. And I, I want to ask you the follow-up question, post-pandemic, are you going to be like the disciples and, get, and heed the command? And we're going to talk more about this later. Heed the command from Christ to tell everybody. Hmm. Because we certainly got something to tell, right? Oh, we, got, we certainly got something to tell. <laughs> if you made it through. You made it through. You made it through this pandemic. You, you, you should. You got something to testify amen. about. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we should be different. We, we should be different. Amen. Look what Isaiah 50 verse 6 says. Just so you can see how the prophets talked about the gospel mm -hmm. in some shape or form. It says, I offered my back to those who beat me. This is a prophecy mm. about the Christ. Yeah. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Mm. It was prophesied that these things would happen to our Lord. Yes, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. Mm -hmm. Our chastisement was upon his shoulders. Yes. With his stripes. And with his stripes. We're healed. We're healed. Amen. And so <laughs> pre-resurrection, they were dependent on other folk. Again, I want to ask you again, pre-pandemic, who was you mm. depending on? You were just say I'm not gonna say nothing. Not, you know, they the preachers was talking about it. <laughs> 
sister so-and-so talks about it yeah. all the time brother yeah. so-and-so talks about it all the time i i think i'll keep my mouth shut uh yeah. i want to beg to differ yeah god has brought us through something mm-hmm. and we need to be talking about it that's right in fact we're commanded to do it again we're going to talk more about this as we move on the second thing what now from the perspective of the disciples is this their personal experience with Jesus inspires them mm-hmm. or inspired them. Mm-hmm. Their personal experience. Look what John says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. He says this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. He's talking about Christ now. Mm-hmm. He says, we heard him. Yeah. Which we have seen. We heard him with our ears. We've seen him with our eyes. Which we have looked at and our hands have touched. Mm -hmm. John is saying the beginning, the one from the beginning, we've seen, we heard, we touched. Yeah. He goes on to say this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Mm -hmm. That's one of Christ's titles. Mm -hmm. Verse two says the life appeared. Yes. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Amen. John says, I've had some experience with this. Mm-hmm. I personally, and he says, we, many of those, his disciples, those followers of Christ who was with him. He said, we've seen him. We've heard him. Mm-hmm. We've touched him. Mm-hmm. And he, and we touched the word of life. And we're proclaiming it. That's right. He said, I got got personal experience. That's what he said. And let's look at Luke 24, um, verse 36 to 48, to get a a little more look into this personal experience John was talking about. All right. Because I I want us to really track with him. I I don't want it to be foreign to us. I I want us to be able to relate to it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to read this whole passage, 12 verses, because I want us to catch this. It says, while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Now, this is post-resurrection. This is post-resurrection when Christ appeared to them. Mm -hmm. He said, peace be with you. Mm -hmm. Verse 37 goes on. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Mm -hmm. He said to them, why are you troubled? Why do you, why do you? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Mm -hmm. Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. This is Christ talking. He says, touch me. See, touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Amen. This is what John was talking about. He's verse 40. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? <laughs> he, he's, he's trying to convince them that it's him. So and he says, you got something to eat? Let's have a meal together. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Let's have a meal together. And then he, 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 verse 42 says, they gave him a piece of broiled fish, broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. Mm-hmm. The resurrected Christ mm-hmm. ate broiled fish 
with the disciples. Amen. So when John says we've seen him, we touched him, we heard him, we had lunch with him. Okay, well, I'm making, I'm putting that in there. He didn't say that part, but y'all get the point here. Right, he, right. he had a meal with the resurrected Christ. That's right. That's We're talking about experience now. Yes. So when he said all these things, I have experience with him. And the experience with Christ is inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Is what John is screaming. Yeah, yes. And then verse 44 says, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. I told you this when I was alive. Mm -hmm. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Verse 45, then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. And it's like, ah, oh, that's what that meant. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll understand it better by and by. Understand it better by. And <laughs> hold on to that because we're going we're gonna to mention this later. Mm -hmm. He said that he opened their mind so that they can understand the scriptures. So not only did, did is what they were experiencing at the time connecting is connecting also one to what Christ had already told him. He said, I told you about this before. Right. Two is connecting to the old Testament scriptures, the prophets and the Psalms and the law of Moses. Mm -hmm. And they're now, now they're connecting the dots, their experience with the word of God, their experience with the word of God and their present and, and they connecting the dots and it's all lining up. Right. Right. So they're inspired by their experience. Mm -hmm. In verse 46, it says, he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Verse 48, you are witnesses of these things. Amen. Jesus told them, Amen. He says, you witnessed it all. You're witnesses. So you have to tell the story. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. You've mm -hmm. touched it. You heard it. Mm -hmm. You've been a part of it. Yeah. You're witnesses. <laughs> so look what happened. Look what happened. After they, they, um, move forward. And I want to read this other passage um, so we can get a flavor of all of this. Mm -hmm. Acts 4, 17 through 20. I want to read this so we can understand the inspiration that they received from their experience. Acts 4, 17 to 20 says, and again, I mean, this was after Peter and John had healed the man, the lame man at the gate. Mm -hmm. And everybody was praising God because of this miracle that they had done. Okay. And then now the leaders and the rulers were jealous, upset, whatever you want to put on it. They was hating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they didn't like the attention that John and Peter were getting. Yeah. So look what happened here. It says, but to stop this thing from spreading, talking about the rulers, to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Mm -hmm. 
Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John, the same John who wrote, we've seen, we touched, that we read earlier. Mm -hmm. Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you Hmm. Hmm. or to him? Talking about God. Mm -hmm. You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They are saying... I couldn't stop doing it if I tried. <laughs> yes. I, we have had an experience with the word of life that we can't keep our mouth shut. We can't help ourselves can't help but ourselves. to tell folk about this experience and this person that we know, who we in a relationship with, this one who has changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't help but say nothing. They are inspired by their experience. Amen, amen. That's what John is talking about. We ate broiled fish with this dude. Mm-hmm. The resurrected guy. Right. We saw that. We power. saw all that power. We saw that power at work. At work. Yes. We saw how, it all. How can we say we didn't see that? How can we live like we didn't see it? Like we don't know Jesus. Like we don't know Jesus. <laughs> how can he said we can't do it? Yes, yes. We can't do it. Man, that's good. That's good. And then the third thing that we need to take from the disciples' experience is Jesus personally sent them to be witnesses. Mm -hmm. So not only can they not go back to normal, not only were they inspired by their personal experiences, but they were commanded by Jesus to be witnesses. Mm -hmm. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So not only did they have the experience, not only can they not go back to normal, not only did God command them, but also God gave them power. These are things that just prohibits them from, 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 deciding that they're not going to say anything they can't they can't they have to god has called them to witness it and the same is true for us which we'll see very shortly you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from pastor robert you may have never said yes to jesus christ Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus 
draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Y'all get this? Hope you're tracking with me here. So, the believers who became believers because of the message of the disciples who were scattered went to their scattered places. And guess what they did? They told people about Jesus. (laughs) So this is the people that became believers because of their messaging. Us. And everywhere they went, they told people about Jesus. Everywhere they went. Everywhere. So so that's that's us. That's us. They told us. They told us. And so we're those people who should be telling Jesus, telling about Jesus everywhere we go. That's us. Thank you for listening. 